2: Welcome into a very special edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, uh, an unscheduled breaking news edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. And we are joined by the Director of External Operations for the University of Oklahoma and the Administrator for Sooner Softball, Kenny Mossman. And, you know, Kenny, first of all, we had a big day with the first Board of Regents meeting presided over by Jim Gallagher, the new president. There were a lot of issues from uh, Well, first of all, Clark Stroud, the new director of ops, which is amazing for football, but also a lot of monetary changes for the football coaches. But I think in our world, what you and I love and what we follow extensively in the softball world, today was a big day. So congratulations. Can you kind of take us behind the scenes and let us know what this process was like to get to this point for a new softball stadium?
1: Sure. And you're right, Chris. It is. It's exciting. And and I think bodes very well for our future and maintaining the spot that Coach Gasso and our players have earned for our program as among the national elite. But uh, for for some time, and of course, it was uh, obvious last spring that we were working on some changes with softball because there were there was an announcement about a renovation project. And the more we looked at the renovation, and the more we looked at just kind of the general campus landscape and so forth, it, it, we started to come to the realization that it probably made uh, more sense for us to look at a at an entirely new facility that. The cost of a renovation was going to be significant, obviously, and, and as as is the new construction. But um, it just started to make more sense to look at something maybe uh, from the ground up. And uh, so that's that's where, where we landed, and so we began that process. And that's why we had to play coy a little bit with people, because um, obviously we didn't have uh, the long-term approval from the regents yet to take that step, but we needed to get the planning and some of the Foundational work done so that we could get it to the point that it could go to the border regents for review, and and so while I think there was some rumor and a lot of people wondering why we weren't willing to discuss it beforehand, we really can't ignore procedure, nor should we, and uh, and so um, that's that's why it took a little bit of time for us to get this out publicly, but but now that it's out, it's it's great news, and we're we're excited and hopeful that we can bring it to to fruition very quickly.
2: I did kind of bury the lead there in welcoming you in, but it is a new $22 million softball facility. The Board of Regents today approved the revised design phase plans and updated the information on it. So basically, I don't know, Kenny, do do we consider this the first step in this process? Is this uh, a step well down the road? I mean, are we moving dirt? I guess is maybe the question here soon. Where are we in the process? We're
1: we're not moving dirt yet. Um, you know, hopefully we can we can do that soon. But uh, um, the the thing that that hasn't gone away, and of course it's it's the chorus of this song that nobody wants to hear again is, um, as as President Gallagley mentioned with uh, quite a bit in the in the Regents meeting. There are financial issues that we have to tackle in order to make this happen, and so uh, it's going to continue to be a, a front burner issue for uh, certainly our Sooner Club staff uh, to help us raise the money to get this done. But um, everybody is excited about a new facility, and uh, and rightfully so. But we we can't ignore the fact that there's a piece of this that requires us to to pay for it and to do it the right way, and uh, and that's that's we'll continue to do that now, but. But I can tell you we're working very aggressively in that area. Uh, I think there are some some good positive signs out there for us that, that uh, give us hope. I think if we didn't feel that way, you wouldn't have seen this go in front of the Regents. But but there is some level of optimism about that. We haven't put dates on it yet because people tend to get married to dates when you announce <laughs> them. So we, we want to make sure that the dates are accurate when we, when we go out there. Um, but I will tell you this, from a planning standpoint and from the stadium perspective, we have a great facility planned. And so that only makes us want to get it done more quickly because uh, we want to see this jewel get finished as much as anybody else does.
2: I I have so many questions around it, but I just want to talk about you for a second, Kenny. This is obviously a sport that you have developed a passion for. Dare I say you've always been passionate about, but when you see, everything that coach gas and this program has gone through and all the incredible talent that they've been able to bring into the championships for just you personally, how special was it to see it get to this point and knowing, yes, there's a lot of hard work left, but there's a certain sense of, all right, this is, this is happening,
1: right? Sure. It's It's very gratifying. I mean, uh, we all look forward to the day when we can stand down on the South end of campus and hand them the keys, uh, (laughs) to put it to use. And, uh, and that's the beauty of it, I think. It's it's a training facility. It's a playing facility. It's a fan facility. It's a recruiting facility. I mean, there's so many things about it that play into the success of the program. And, and so now we're just very anxious to try to get us to a point where it's it's ready to go. Um, I think it's remarkable what the program has accomplished in its current setting. And there's, there's nothing wrong with the current stadium other than the fact that it, it just wasn't built for this many people. Right. But I told Patty occasionally that she's been her own worst enemy at getting a new stadium because she's flourished in the older model pretty well. And uh, uh, But I think they've definitely created the need. I mean, we know that there are fans hanging from the light posts, and we need, we need uh, to be able to accommodate them better than we can. And, and that's to say nothing of the infrastructure. You know, the restroom facilities, the concessions facilities. They're completely inadequate for the numbers of people that we're drawing to the stadium. So um, when you add it all together, I think it makes a lot of sense to do what we're doing, and we're really excited to, to get it done as quickly as we can and get the team in there and start enjoying it, uh, with, along with our fan base.
2: At, at what point was, I don't know if there was a, such a way to, to describe it, Kenny, as a light bulb moment, but when did it go from maybe a new stadium would be more beneficial than just trying to add on to what we have? When did that moment mm-hmm. kind of click?
1: Probably about uh six to eight months ago, we were in a meeting and we were discussing the facility and and there was just a little bit of an epiphany moment there where uh one of the people in the room said, "You know are we are we looking in the right place or should we be doing something different and uh and that's when the discussion turned to a new facility and so um we've sat on it for quite a while and and there was some of that information that people were starting to hear how I don't know but uh <laughs> Um, but I think there were there were people who were starting to hear a little bit about it. So this is confirmation for some people and it's news for others. But it's probably been at least half a year uh, wow. since we uh, first started to have the discussion. And Obviously for us to have renderings ready and at least some basics of the plan done, then you know that we've been at it for a while.
2: How uh, almost fitting is it that someone so married to this sport is out coaching it whenever maybe one of the biggest announcements is made involving her program. I just thought, again, I know Patty Gasso wants to be here and to talk about this, Kenny. But I almost found it fitting that she was out coaching instead of being here when this was announced.
1: Right. Well, I'm sure this, I'm sure this is a day that she wishes she could have been here to <laughs> to uh, to talk about it. But um, uh, she'll get that opportunity when she gets back. And in the meantime, we'll publicize it as best we can for a lot of reasons. I mean, we we want to. Uh, get the word out there to our fans and to uh, uh, the people who are going to enjoy the facility, but also from a recruiting perspective, obviously this is very important. And, uh, and it, and it underscores the commitment. I don't think anybody's really ever questioned that we were committed to softball. You you don't win on the level that we've won on without a commitment, but I think it certainly underscores that for people, whether it's fans or, or recruits or even the current players, It, it tells them once and for all, Hey, we're really serious about this and we're going to be as good as we can possibly be.
2: Uh, just some of the questions I've been seeing on social media that I'll throw out there at you right now. The reason baseball isn't included is because there's no real change. This is a complete change to the softball plan, but as it stands with baseball there's still fundraising going on and that's still on course to to try to make happen as soon as possible, correct? This doesn't affect the baseball uh, adjustment, I guess. Cor-
1: correct. Um, the baseball is still part of our master plan. Okay. Um, I, I know Joe is still very committed to to making some improvements at baseball and we announced those last spring too and I fully expect those to get done. This this came about today and became a regent's item because we, we made a change in what we're going to do and we can't do that without getting the approval of the governance body. So so it had to come to public light again, but uh but it certainly is not a reflection that we plan to ignore baseball. We we see both of those as very important to us and they both have a an important place in OU's athletics history and we want to make sure that we that we are as good as we can possibly be in both of those sports.
2: When I don't know if the term sales job is used here, but in a lot of ways the softball team's performance and the fans showing up and selling out as quickly as they did for regionals and super regional that, that kind of takes care of any sales job that you need to do on anyone to get behind this project, right?
1: Well, there's no question and and it also necessitates speeding up to get the work done. I mean, we're we're in a situation with that sport where we cannot accommodate the crowds that we're drawing right now. I mean, we can, but, but we're not accommodating them in the fashion that OU is accustomed to accommodating fans. And uh, so they have definitely heightened the need for this. And you're right, they, they have become a selling point for us that we can go to donors and, uh, and talk to them about the importance of a project like this. And we can just show them a picture or two of what it looks like uh, when the team is playing at home. And it doesn't take very long for them to get a flavor of of what we're doing. But quite honestly, that knowledge precedes us in a lot of our meetings. OU softball, the secret's out on that. And and I think people have a pretty good understanding of, of the interest level that is now following that sport.
2: Uh, a couple of these questions might be better for Coach, but I'll pose them to you uh, and, and add you onto this. What was most important to Coach and then in in that, Kenny, you? When, when you looked at where we are with Marita Heinz and where you want to be with the new OU softball complex, where were some areas that you saw a drastic need for improvement, upgrade, and change?
1: Well, uh, she she has been, hope, been hopeful that we can do better in terms of a locker room for uh, – space for uh, accommodation for um study areas all the, all those kinds of things have been important to her but i'll be honest with you every time i've talked to her about this project and she has obviously sat in on a number of these planning meetings we we wouldn't tackle this without her but she brings up the fans all the time so you would expect her to lean heavily towards the team aspect and the recruiting aspect and certainly those are important to her that the 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 point that she has driven home to me probably as much as any is the proximity, the the distance from home plate to the first row of seats. She doesn't want that to change from the current facility. As you know, in our current facility, it's, it's pretty intimate. Yeah, That that has been probably at least one of the items that she's mentioned more than any other is I don't want the fans any farther back than they are right now. And so those exact instructions have been given to the architect who's drawing it. And And, and by the way, Chris, I think fans might be interested to know this. The same architect who did the work on the South End zone is the one who's working on the softball facility. So we've oh, got wow. a we've got a high level uh, sports facility designer working on this and trust me he is all in on it. He's excited to be working on it and he's he understands that he's developing a facility that a lot of people will attend and appreciate. And he's highly motivated to do a great job on this.
2: And I know I'm circling back on an earlier point you brought up, but this is just wrapping up some of the social media questions. There's not a set timeline right now, correct? So we're not going to marry ourselves to a timeline. You're going to take your time. And I don't know, people want to know dates. People want to know years. Kenny, is there anything on that front that we can say?
1: Yeah, you know, there really isn't yet. And uh, I thought President Gallagher stated some, you know, some pretty interesting things this morning when he spoke to the Regents, when he talked about Cash flow at the university and how things are going from a financial perspective right now, and where right. we are on building projects and and that's when you're starting to talk real dollars and right. those that's those are things that you just simply cannot ignore. so when we have the the funding in place to do it at a reasonable pace that's that's when you'll see us move forward and and people hear that and they think, oh, okay, here we go, I've heard that before and and that's not really the case. We are motivated to try to get it done as quickly as we possibly can. And so we'll work very hard from a fundraising perspective to rally up the donors, to rally up the major donors and the people who can help us get this done in the shortest amount of time possible.
2: If you're listening to this right now and you want to help, it's very simple. You can pick up the phone and call 866 Sooner club or 405-325-8000. There's renderings right now, Kenny, but again, there's still a lot of work to do on that front as well, Correct.
1: Yeah, I would caution people, go ahead and look at those and, and get excited about them. That, that's fine. Those are what we, we call conceptual um, okay. renderings. Those are not final renderings. So there are some things that will get tweaked uh, in in those pictures that may not look exactly like it does for uh, right now. You can probably tell if you've looked at renderings very often, those are not in the finished state that you often see them. Those are truly just concepts. Um, now, that is the design we're working towards. But some of the details that you see in those pictures may be different once the finished product goes up just because of some design changes that we may decide we want to make as we go along through this process.
2: And I guess, uh, too, then the other thing is the the location. is We're moving down the street, but it's not too terribly far. And I think one of the coolest things is taking advantage of, of parking that's already in place, Kenny, and land that's, I mean, it's just there. So it's pretty much already in place, too.
1: Well, obviously, that represents a big savings for us as yeah. well, if you think about the project in total. When you're going to do a renovation, if you're going to pave a parking lot, anybody who's who's ever been involved in construction knows that, that for something fairly simple, it's really pretty expensive. And so what this allows us to do is dovetail off the parking at the Lloyd Noble Center, much like they do at Eldale Mitchell Park, and facilitate our fans across the street on a concrete parking lot that's already there. And, uh, and then have a great situation, and it's plentiful, too. I mean, there's tons of it. So uh, we're in a great situation there, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I really like uh, that location. Plus, if you look kind of what we're doing there on South Campus now, almost somewhat unintentionally we've created an athletic village down there. There's yeah. the Lloyd Noble Center. There's the Veerson Gymnastics there's the soccer, there's there's tennis, there's baseball. I mean, there's a lot going on down there. And that's I think that's kind of neat that we have that little hub of sports activity that will happen on the south end of campus.
2: You know, uh, you could almost, looking down the road, you could almost take in a softball game and, well, you could even walk there now, but it would be even a little bit easier to just walk down to a baseball game whenever this is all you, completed.
1: Yeah, you could. And, and that brings up actually a pretty good point too, Chris. Some people have wondered why we would not build um, right beside the baseball stadium. If you know the layout of that area pretty well, there's actually no parking across the street from that. The the parking lot ends because of the soccer complex, so it actually would create a a longer walk for fans, and that's why we felt like putting it where it is now makes a lot more sense for us. Gosh, so many
2: other just little minute things, I guess, more than anything else. Uh, I I would have to ask are there going to be luxury boxes are there going to be suites i know that's getting a little bit carried away kenny but is that in the kind of planning of this or is it more just an expanded press box and maybe some better seating
1: i think it's probably closer to the latter okay uh, of what you you mentioned there because um you know if if there was a market for suites there if we felt like we were really missing out on something by not having suites i think we would do it I'm just—I'm not sure we feel like there's a big market there right now. Now, if we get proved wrong on that as we go through the fundraising process, then by all means, there will be suites there. But—but <laughs> but, but for now, I think you, what you're probably looking at is just a press box that, uh, lo and behold, can actually accommodate the media who come to cover us, and that has grown substantially. And—and uh, and I'm just so uh, glad that we're not going to be in a situation where those people have to sit outside anymore. That'll. I'm glad we can treat people a little bit more professionally than that.
2: I. It was a really cool moment whenever we had just clinched the super regional, and I remember whenever I was leaving, I ran into to Joe C, and he had asked me if I was. High. He's like, "Don't worry, we're going to take care of you soon on that." And it kind of, <laughs> you know, had clicked a little bit. But then to see this play out, it's really exciting. And you say that, you know, that some people might say, "Oh, just sit outside and cover it," but I, I know this. It, it provides an environment that will bring more people to cover this team because it deserves more coverage. If you look at the list of people, Kenny, that were there for the regionals and the super regional, it almost quintuple the amount of people that regularly yeah. cover this team. And, by the way, the ESPNs of the world that are coming in, the national fast pitch mm-hmm. uh, outlets. I mean, this is this is a big deal from that front that I don't think for fans should be minimized by any stretch of the imagination.
1: No, not at all. I, I just, but I, you're right. It's grown, and and I think we need to be able to accommodate that growth. And I have yet to talk to a member of the news media who went to cover a softball game for the first time and walked away saying, "Boy, I never have hope. I never have to do that." Uh, again. <laughs> most people who go cover softball find out, "Hey, this is pretty cool, and this is this is fun to cover." And uh, and so we're excited about the growth in the in the media, and and uh, you know we're not going to create uh, necessarily a palatial environment, but we want to have a place where they can work adequately and don't have to to uh, try to keep their computers from overheating and so forth. So um, I'm excited that we're going to be able to offer that aspect of of covering a game.
2: And then I, I've kept you for about 20 minutes, but this is a big deal. So let me throw two more. Number one, you. As, as we've been going through this, I've been watching the the online – concept. it's like three slides that you can look at what the future could potentially look like. And like Kenny has told us in this podcast, don't get too caught up in, in getting too married to these conceptuals. But one thing I did notice was what appears to be some berm seating. While there's bleacher seating, Kenny, are we going to have some areas kind of similar to what we have at, say, uh, Chickasaw Bricktown Ballpark or Driller Stadium up in Tulsa that might be some grass berm areas?
1: Yeah, that's the concept as it exists today. Now okay. as you as you said, that, that could change, but but as it stands today, yes, that could be part of it. We just we felt like that was uh an area to have some some green in the stadium aside from the field. It just it's kind of a beautification aspect and And I think it it introduces a neat element. So, yes, as it stands today, there is some berm seating in the
2: outfield. But, again, as you've said many times, let's not get too caught up in getting married to a conceptual. And then, finally, 3,000, I think that's a great number. I really do. There is still going to be a need and a want for people to get in. But yet, Kenny, you put 3,000 people or or close to that inside a softball stadium of this size, that's going to be a big-time difference maker. Can you kind of maybe take us through the process of setting a number that you want for capacity?
1: Sure. Well, I think when, when you start looking at a capacity, I don't know that you use the super regional as your guide. I, I think you, you try to use something a little bit more in the average date as your, as your guide. And um, at, our, at our maximum this year, we drew 1,900 to a game, and that was in the postseason. Um, so I, I think you want to be in an area where you can adequately accommodate everyone. But you want to also have that – the one thing that we have all fallen in love with at that ballpark is the fact that every seat is full. Yeah. That changes the dynamic. Even regardless of the amount of noise that many fans will make, it changes the dynamic when every seat is filled. And so I think you, you want to leave yourself in a situation where you can assure yourself of that to some degree. Make sure that all the seats are full, and, uh, and then you've got that great environment again. So I, I think we've landed in a great spot, but – uh we've also we're also going to allow ourselves some space for growth so the way this ballpark will be designed uh it will have uh the ability to expand if that becomes an issue going forward so if five years from now we're in a position where okay four thousand people want to come we'll be in a position to go back and look at this plan and make some alterations which would add more seats so i think we're in the right spot at three thousand i think it'll be three thousand great seats the way that if you look at the way he's got the seats angled down the sideline they actually curve back in towards the infield i i think what we're going to have is 3,000 seats where the fans are going to feel like they're right on top of the ball, ball game. And that's that's what we were after from day one.
2: Remind everyone that there's still fundraising that needs to be done. You can learn more by going to Soonersports.com and reading the article on the softball stadium project and, of course, calling 405-325-8000. Kenny, before I let you go, and I really appreciate all the time on what I know has been a historic but yet busy day for you, anything we've left out, anything we need to make sure we add on to this conversation?
1: I, I don't think so. I, th- I think you've covered it pretty adequately. I, I think uh, um, one of the things that I would add, just from a fan's perspective, is that um, it's the concessions areas and the restroom areas at the existing facility have been a challenge, and we know that, and, uh, and we're going to give extra special care to those two items as we go forward uh, on this. We're going to be doubling or tripling the facilities that are available in those two areas, and so I, I hope Fans will know that we haven't forgot about them in this process, and we're going to build a stadium where they can come attend a game comfortably from A to Z, uh, from awesome. watching the game to using our, our services. We're, we're going to create a facility where they can come do so and have a great experience, and we know that that extends way beyond just watching the game. So we've got our eye on that, and, and that's our pledge to them, that we're going to give them a, a great place to come watch a game.
2: Kenny, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Congratulations on this amazing day for OU Athletics. Okay, thanks, Chris. How cool is that? I told you guys last week, I said, hey, be be listening, be following for a potential podcast next week. I had an idea. I had an idea of what was going on. They don't tell me too much because coaches worry that I have a big mouth. But uh, one thing I wanted to expand on real quick before we say adios on this very special edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast because I have about 10 minutes to get my daughter to swim lessons. When he brought up making sure the fans are close to the field, I say this not to try to sound overly cheesy or too dramatic, but there's been two places that we've gone that are I College World Series teams. They, they've been. Both have been in the last five years. Well, one has advanced to the highest of heights outside of a title. So, in other words, two places we've been – where the separation between the field and the fans really resonated, I think, with the coaches and everyone there. Not, not saying anything negative. Just it made you appreciate how, for lack of a better term, at Marita Hines Field, you almost feel like you can reach out and touch the players. With your voices, you feel like you're making a difference. We went to these two places, and they were both sold out. And you're standing down on the field – and you almost can't even tell there's a crowd there. So you get into a situation to where you hear Patty Gasso has made it clear to Kenny Mossman, hey, having, having those fans right on top of us like we have, that's important to us because they've seen the difference that it can make, not just at home, but also in places where they've gone where maybe the crowd's a little bit away. Maybe they're up a little bit higher. Maybe they're not right down there on the field. I'm jacked up. I mean, I'm so excited for the future of softball, even more so than I was, say, any regular day that ends in Y. (laughs) This is an amazing historic day, which is why we had to do this podcast today. So, as always, I really appreciate you guys downloading. We have a of a different schedule during the summer but when news breaks we're going to be right on top of you bringing you hopefully all the answers to the questions that you have have a great rest of your week and until next week boomer sooner everybody this has been the sooner sports podcast make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at sooner sports.tv slash
0: podcast and make sure to follow us on twitter at ou on the air